What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Racklevin. It is Wednesday, January 13th. Divisional round, baby. Divisional round. Seven games left in the NFL 2020 NFL campaign. I realize we're in 2021, but let's break down some rankings for you today. On the podcast for the divisional round, we'll talk some one-and-done thoughts here as well. Some tears for you as well. I'm not crying. There's no crying in football. Tiered rankings, all right? Before I get to that, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. I feel like I've said this before. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest-growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and of course football for seven more games. At least this year. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has it all, and you know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has. A free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you'll be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Go check them out, especially now. I mean, hey, if you want to... Play a game that's somewhat like player props. Monkey Knife Fight is for you. And hey, man, player props, it's fun. It's definitely fun. So let's dive into these rankings here for this week. By the way, no major updates in terms of the news front. Uh, If there was anything in terms of coaching hires, I will either include that in a regular podcast or we'll do the beauty of the offseason, man. We can do whatever the hell we want. I could do an additional podcast. You're going to get three per week, basically every week for for a while. <laughs> Let's just call it that. It'll likely be what we had last year. I mean, we technically launched in July, but going to uh, back to five per week once we get to July, because that's fantasy football draft season. But three, you might get an additional four, like I said on the pod yesterday. We'll, we'll possibly be dabbling in some basketball, some NBA. Uh, I will say I'm not a DFS guy. In NBA, I, I don't have uh, the <laughs> the time from 6.30 to 7 Eastern to grind it out. I, I That's just never been a part of my schedule. And being a, a father of a toddler, definitely not part of my schedule these days. But I do dabble in some player props. Uh, this show has always been a mix of all worlds, uh, whether it's season-long fantasy football or you know DFS, best ball, Sports betting, all of it. So we'll be sprinkling some of that in. Of course, we're going to be transitioning into NFL draft talk as well pretty soon here too with some sauce on betting there. You can bet on the draft, baby, but let's focus on this weekend for now. So a quarterback, really, there are two uh, or three elite options, I would say, this week in the top tier. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. And I think when it comes to uh, to one-and-dones, it really is going to hinge on that Baltimore-Buffalo game for a lot of lineups because I want to save Patrick Mahomes. I fully believe they're going to be in the Super Bowl again. And if they are in the Super Bowl, I want him as my quarterback, right? In a one-and-done contest. But, I mean, when you look at Allen and Mahomes, 
I know that a lot of people are really keying in on Allen. Allen had a tremendous season. He was number one among quarterbacks who played a full season. I mean, technically, Dak Prescott scored more fantasy points per game than Allen, but he was number one among quarterbacks who played the whole season. Mahomes was number two. Now, Jackson was at seven, but he was so good down the stretch, so good last week that he's in the mix as well. And I think at one and done, here's a particular strategy that I'm going to deploy this week. I think that Kansas City makes the Super Bowl. I've been known to be wrong. This is a little risky. But I don't think you have to say, well, Baltimore is going to win, therefore I pick Allen, or Buffalo is going to win, therefore I pick Jackson. I think you could pick one or the other, whoever you think is going to score the most points, and still be fine if you, like me, think that Kansas City gets to the Super Bowl. Because if that happens, are you maximize points out of that game, right? Doesn't matter who wins or loses. If you guess wrong, say you guess Allen and they win, okay, well, that's not great, but you still have the NFC quarterback. You'll have basically uh, probably all of them at your disposal. So then you play them. Hopefully then the Chiefs get in and uh, doesn't matter what you chose. You got Mahomes. Now, that could backfire. Certainly could if Buffalo goes to the Super Bowl and you end up guessing wrong next week too. But it is, you know, sometimes it's that risk it to get the biscuit scenario. Now, the second tier I have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. The reason why I don't have Aaron Rodgers in the top tier really comes down to the matchup. It does look like Aaron Donald is going to play in this one. He didn't practice yesterday, uh, but Sean McVay came out and said that, yeah, he's going to play. I, I couldn't see a scenario where they, they would roll into that matchup without him unless he was it, it was you know basically like a season ender uh, as of right now by the way I don't have a Wednesday practice report I'm recording this about three o'clock on Wednesday so I don't have that practice report yet but we will finalize everything tomorrow on the show I'll break down matchups across the uh, all of the games and get you all that inform- information you need to know here so yeah that's the thing I mean that pass defense is the best in the league so that brings Rodgers down a bit Brady now Brady did struggle against New Orleans in in week nine when he last faced them but this is a really different Bucks offense from week nine to now so he could legit be like the dark horse top scorer like I don't think it would surprise anybody if Brady put up the most fantasy points this week I I mean granted it's going to be tough with Mahomes Jackson Allen on the slate but you know maybe more of a DFS play than than a one and done play, but I could see people going that route. Say you wanted to fade the AFC outright, so you sort of go the other approach from me, and I, I think the game you would key in on then obviously would be that Tampa and New Orleans game, and Brady's the better option because I have Breeze at six, Mayfield at seven, and then Jared Goff at eight. Now the more I think about it, that might not be bad at all. You know that might not be a bad option because then you have your your AFC route there and plus Aaron Rodgers. Um, it, it, assuming you believe that Green Bay holds off uh, the Rams, which the betting public seems to be pretty bullish on that one, given where the line currently sits. Anyway, moving over to running back, uh, the top tier, just two running backs this week, Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones. Who? Aaron Jones. I don't think I have to tell you why Alvin Kamara's up here, and, and really probably don't have to tell you why Aaron Jones is, but um, really what also separated them from the next tier is these are clear RB1s on teams that are clear favorites. Now, granted, the New Orleans line is only minus three right now, but they're still the favorite to win that game. They're the home team. 
So you figure, you know, you fade those guys and save them for later. Hey, man, if you think Tampa's going to win, though, Alvin Kamara obviously has to be in your lineup. Now, it's really this next group, though, the second tier, where I think a majority of our one-and-done plays come from. Uh, and, you know, really, we're going to stock our lineups with these guys. So I have Nick Chubb at three. Now, it's going to be a weird game because you can run on Kansas City, but I just can't see how the Browns keep pace, you know, with Kansas City, with the way that, you know, Kansas City defends a pass well, so they're going to have to run the football, right? Which they do run the football well, but if he turns into a shootout, good luck. You know, good luck keeping up. I, I just don't see how it happens. So I think Chubb is the top guy on the board. Actually had somebody hit me up on Twitter here. Uh, what about Bob on Twitter saying that Nick Chubb is going to have three 50-plus yard touchdowns? So you heard it there first. <laughs> of course, if you if you ever want to contribute to the podcast, especially in the offseason, like this is the time of year uh, where we can really have a lot of fun. Just hit me up at Jeff Radcliffe. Use the hashtag Rad Pack. You can even use the hashtag The Rant. That way I know it's specifically about the podcast, not about the radio show. And uh, yeah, 350 plus yard touchdowns. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of the NFL playoffs. So that would be probably a record. Anyway, Cam Akers I have at four. Over his last five games, he has 113 carries. That's a lot. Like, just think about that. So 113 carries in five games. So he's averaging well over 20. It's 22.6 to be precise. Over a 16-game season, that's 361 carries. Like, that's like Derrick Henry workloads here. So, and, and again, another one where a much better pass defense than run defense. So, you can run on him. I expect a lot of Cam Akers. The next two guys on the list, Devin Singletary, Leonard Fournette at 5-6, and six, they're benefiting from injuries. Now, Singletary definitely, we know Zach Moss isn't going to play. Singletary sees a lot of work when Zach Moss is not on the field. Likewise for Leonard Fournette, it really doesn't look promising for Ronald Jones. Who? Ronald Jones. Uh, doesn't look promising that he's going to be out there. So Leonard Fournette sees a lot of work when Ronald Jones isn't out there. Now rounding out this tier, I have J.K. Dobbins and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Now I realize J.K. Dobbins has been on fire. Touchdowns in seven straight games. But the problem that I'm running into is last week... Gus Edwards played 29 snaps. That was only four fewer than Dobbins. Little too much Gus for my liking, so that's why he's a little further back in this group. And then Clyde Edwards-Lair, do think he's going to be back. Not quite trustworthy, though, given his usage this year. Rounding out the running backs, guys who I don't think we're using. Kareem Hunt, he might be the only one in Kareem Hunt. Let's do it. Revenge game. Maybe. I can see that as like a dark horse if you wanted to contrarian sort of pivot away from Nick Chubb but still get in on that game. I could see it. But otherwise, the rest of these guys, no thanks. I have uh, Gus Edwards, Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Jamal Williams, Malcolm Brown, TJ Yeldon. He'll be in there. Daryl Williams, Keyshawn Vaughn, Patrick Ricard. Gotta love the fullback. A.J. Dillon, Justice Hill. So really not much appeal deeper there. At wideout, here's how I broke the tiers down. So it's interesting. The way that I ranked it, Actually, the four teams that I think are going to win are my top four wide receivers. So I have Adams, obviously, for the Packers. Ty Freak for the Chiefs. Diggs for the Bills. I do think the Bills win, uh, but that's going to be a great game. And then Michael Thomas for New Orleans. So Adams, I got a really interesting question about. The wide receiver cornerback matchup chart, which you can get over at ftndaily.com, 
Somebody asked me, why is Adam's matchup favorable? So here's the deal. How I used to always do this is I would create a matchup rating based on the cornerback, right, who they were facing. And, and really, they're facing three cornerbacks if it's not a shadow situation. So it would be based on the projected amount of routes they'd see each cornerback, right? And what that ended up doing, this is back in my days before FTN, was create a lot of misunderstandings. Like people would look at a matchup like, I don't know, Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams and say, well, Adams, isn't he's got a bad matchup. So, And it's like we were missing a huge part of the equation. Adams, <laughs> the receiver himself, like even if it's a bad matchup, like if you have a bad receiver in a bad matchup, like you, it doesn't freaking matter if it's a bad matchup. If you have a great receiver in a bad matchup, and and really, from an efficiency standpoint, the best receiver in the league, and arguably just, just straight up the best receiver in the league, I don't care if he's in a bad matchup. He that His play is still going to trump the bad matchup, and that's how good Adams has been. Now, is it a little concerning that Ramsey's on him? Sure. Am I using that to move me away from Adams in any other format? No. The only thing that would move me away from him in DFS is the price point, but no. So I, I just think you know, sometimes we, we think too much about that and miss the bigger picture of the fact that the receiver, if he's a really good receiver, he's still going to be able to get his. You know, and, and I realize that you know people are going to look back to last week. They'll say, what about DK Metcalf? We cannot compare DK Metcalf to Devontae Adams, man. We can't do it. And we can't compare Green Bay to Seattle. Seattle wanted to run the freaking football. That's why now they got rid of Schottenheimer. They want to run the freaking football. Green Bay doesn't want to. They they they'll run the fo- the football. They, of course they will, but they want to throw the ball to Devontae Adams, and they're going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. So something to note there. Ty Freak at two matchup isn't bad at all. The only downfall to Ty Freak is that he has uh, Kelsey on the field with him. So obviously Adams doesn't have that <laughs> competition for targets. Kelsey's really good. <laughs> Spoiler alert there. Stephon Diggs. Uh, well, you know, the the Baltimore secondary. So last week it was Smith and Humphrey who were banged up. Now it's Peters who's banged up. I'm not really worried about that, though. Diggs, I mean, he, he is just such a great fit in this offense. And I love the fact they use him downfield instead of, you know, what Minnesota did two years ago where they were using him like a low ADOT guy. That drove me nuts, man. Oh, let's just give him Michael Thomas targets, which, hey, Michael Thomas targets work for Michael Thomas, but not for Stephon Diggs, man. Great usage there. Love him this week. Want to save him, though, if I can. And Michael Thomas, maybe, you know, really, a year ago, he would probably be, would he be two on this list? I I don't know. Given the play of Adams and Hill, it's debatable. And Diggs, for that matter, maybe he still is four. Regardless, though, he's trending up after last week and, and in a good spot here. I do think he sees Carlton Davis, though. I'll talk about that tomorrow. The next tier is the group that I'm going after. So I have five guys in this group. And so in one and dones, this is my group. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, Mar- uh, Marquise Brown, Robert Woods. So Evans, I have a tick ahead of Godwin, but it's super close. The only reason why I have him ahead is he has 100-yard performances in three of his last four, and the only reason why he, wouldn't, he didn't do it in that other game is because he got hurt early, or else he was well on his way to another 100-yard game. 
So it's a higher ceiling. I realize Godwin out, outscored him last week, but a higher ceiling. Jarvis should see a lot of work, and if there's a matchup I won against Kansas City, it's out of the slot. Marquise Brown trending up, coming off 109 yards last week, and then Woods was close to putting him the tier below because of Goff's thumb, but it didn't seem to bother him last week. So I like that. Now, he could also draw Jair Alexander, so that's a little bit of a downfall. I'll talk about that tomorrow. Now, this next tier, so that's really a lot of the one-and-done guys right there. Like, I would get a Tampa guy, or, you know, you could consider doing the Tampa double stack this week if you really think it's going to be a shootout and they lose. I think that's an optimal approach. I think the double stack is interesting in DFS as well. But here's this this next group of five, it, it's a bunch of question mark question marks with this group. So Cooper Cup, Antonio Brown, Cole Beasley, Manny Sanders, and Rashard Higgins. So Cup, Goff's thumb plus bursitis. Antonio Brown, I expect a lot of 12 personnel. So how many snaps does he actually play just like last week? Cole Beasley still dealing with the knee injury. Emmanuel Sanders, like third or fourth in the target pecking order. And same thing with Rashard Higgins, third or fourth, had the seven targets last week, but only caught two. So more questions with that group. Then this next group, I mean, only maybe, you know, this, this is like the DFS group, really. And I'll, I, and I'll go all the way to the bottom. Don't use some of the bottom guys in DFS. But Sammy Watkins, John Brown, Gabe Davis, Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he comes in at 20. Josh Reynolds, Demarcus Robinson, Donald Peoples-Jones, Deontay Harris, interesting for DFS. Willie Sneed, Miles Boykin, Des Bryant, EQ, Equinemia St. Brown, Scotty Miller at 29, Isaiah McKenzie at 30, Van Jefferson, Byron Pringle, Devin DuVernay, and Kaderil Hodge round in and out. Finally, a tight end. I mean, the top two is Kelsey and Andrews. I'm not using Kelsey for the same reason I'm not using Patrick Mahomes, but I think you could consider Andrews. Again, if you wanted to fade the uh, the NFC this week, then you'll have your choice of NFC tight end. Maybe it's Bob Tunyon. Maybe it's Jared Cook next week, and then you save Kelsey for the Super Bowl. I could see going that route. I could see fading these guys outright. And if I fade them outright, so that's your top tier is Kelsey and Andrews. The second tier only has three guys in it. Two guys I already mentioned, Tunyon and Cook. I have Tunyon at three, Cook at five. I have Austin Hooper at four. And I think Austin Hooper is the guy, if you wanted to make sure you you like you have Andrews and Kelsey still on the board, because in theory, then you could go Andrews next week and Kelsey in the Super Bowl if, if uh, Andrews and the Ravens win. But if you think, obviously, the Ravens are going to lose, then it's almost a no-brainer. However, Hooper had 11 targets last week. You know, that that's a lot of volume. And in what's very likely the highest-scoring game of the week, I think he's got a, a lot of appeal. Now, you might notice, <laughs> I didn't put Gronkowski in this tier. So here's how it rounds out. Gronk at 6, Higby, Knox, Brait, Everett, Najoku, Troutman, Harrison Bryant, Deion Yelder, Lee Smith. So why don't I have Gronk there? Because I think last week was, we're going to see a repeat of that. He stayed in the block on 30, 38% of his pass plays. So I think we're going to see a lot of blocking out of Gronk. Can't really trust him. And Cameron Brait, that was like the high watermark for him last week. So I don't want to trust him. The LA tight ends cannibalize off of each other. Dawson Knox basically has to score a touchdown or he's worth nothing. So that's why there's really only five that we can use this week, unfortunately. Kicker, um, you know, I honestly don't care. I'm just going to use Tyler Bass. Uh, I'm going to save Harrison Bucker. 
but I could see going with so basically I'm going to choose a kicker either out of the Buffalo Baltimore game or the New Orleans Tampa game. So I could see going with the, one of the New Orleans the, either suck up or Lutz, but I'm just going to use Tyler Bass because for me it doesn't matter. I fade the NFC. I can use my kicker next week from the NFC, and then I hopefully I bucker for the the Super Bowl. Defensive wise, it's a little trickier because I don't want any piece of Cleveland. I really don't want Baltimore. I'm not crazy about Tampa, even though I like their defense. I really can't trust the Rams in Green Bay. So it comes down to Buffalo, Green Bay, New Orleans, Kansas City. <sighs> it's like, do you just use Kansas City this week and then, you know, whatever AFC defense you can hopefully use next week <laughs> against Kansas City? I don't want to do that. You know, like, do you use New Orleans and hope that they stomp all over Tom Brady? Or do you just go Green Bay? Now, Green Bay will... It's not optimal. Defense really stinks this week. It really does. I mean, or you could just go with Buffalo. That will save you Green Bay and whoever, or whoever wins for next week, and then hopefully then you have Kansas City for the championship. It's a lot of Kansas City in the one and done for the final round, though, going that route. Either way, there it is for you. If you want these rankings, they are up over at FTNFantasy.com, so go check that out. Keep reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate all those reviews. If you haven't already, super easy to do. All you have to do is open up that iPhone of yours if you have one. Go to the Apple Podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. Scroll down, click the stars, and you're done. If not, you can always look it up on the web. Just Google search Jeff Ratcliffe. The Rant, uh, Apple Podcasts. It's a lot to search, I know, but it's it's actually surprisingly easy. And then if you click through the links there, you'll be able to review the show. Every review counts, baby. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, hashtag Rat Pack, and hey, man, hashtag The Rant. Let's have a little conversation going on here. Uh, I love when people contribute to the show in the offseason. And hey, man, if you're listening right now, you're a freaking diehard. I love the diehards. Let's have a little conversation amongst ourselves, all right? All right, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to break down the games from a matchup standpoint. Oh, baby. Four games. That's it. Four. How many? Four. I'll be back tomorrow. Catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. Mike Jones. Mike Jones.